Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hey, welcome to A Free Solution. I am Larry Sharp, happy to be here with you, host of The Sharp Way Show. Please follow me on Facebook. How about that? The Sharp Way. Love to have you there to see what I'm doing and what you're doing. Tell me here, W-Y-S-L-W-E-N-Y-E-N-I in Elmira, Corning, The Patriot, and W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. The cool Newark. Feel free to reach out to me, 585-346-3000. I want to bring up something that's kind of local to me, and that is a story that comes from the Bronx. There was a video that someone took on a subway of a father, I'm assuming father, with two young children, probably in the area of, say, 8 to 11 in that area, two young boys. And the video showed the father being very aggressive with the boys, yelling at them, physically punching one of them, grabbing one, shaking their hair, things like that, back and forth. And immediately, when they show the video, the news gets it, people are upset, cops are looking for the guy, and the news now does interviews, saying, you know, how can we get rid of this guy? We gotta put him in jail. And, you know, he's terrible. You can never touch those kids. We got to get rid of him. They already destroyed him. And they destroyed him because of a video. They destroyed him because they saw him punch one of his boys and grab one of his boys by the hair and, sh- and shake him. Now, they didn't know why he did it. And I'm not saying that he's a good man. I don't know the guy. He might be a piece of garbage. He might be. Or he might just be a man who's been pushed into a bad spot and snapped. I don't know that. I also don't know if, what if his kids, when he was shopping, he had shopping bags, were just trying to shoplift because they're tight on money and the kids thought stealing might be a good idea to get something. And he's trying to shake some sense into their heads and say it's not a good enough reason to steal. Maybe. Or maybe his kids were just playing because they've been locked inside for months and now they were playing in a very dangerous area of the subway and maybe they thought, he thought, they were going to fall onto the tracks. And it was too much for him and he got mad and they screamed at him. And he punched one of them and said, what are you doing, you idiot? Am I saying it's okay to punch your kids? I'm not. Am I saying it's okay to grab your kid by the hair and shake him? I'm not. What I'm saying is, just because we see a father do that, does that mean automatically that father 
deserves prison. And what I would say is, most of New York City would say yes! Yes! Put that man in jail! Oh my God, how horrible! Let's get the cops after him! I'm, there's no hyperbole here. I'm not exaggerating. That literally is what's happening. That is literally what's happening. So you might say to yourself, well, wait, Larry. Are you telling me that it's okay for that to happen? I'm not. But what I'm saying is, this is an extension of cancel culture. One person makes a mistake and automatically they need to end and automatically they need to go away and automatically they're evil for the rest of their lives and we don't care about the consequences and let me give you reality of consequences this man was black those kids were black all we ever hear about black men is they're not part of the family. That's all we ever hear, right? Oh, black man, not part of the family. That's the joke. That's the stereotype. Well, here's a black man, part of the family. That's one. I don't know if he's a good or a bad father. I don't. I don't know if he deserves to be in jail or not. I don't. I do know he's shopping with his kids. I do know he cares enough to discipline his kids. That part I'm sure of. And that seems to mean nothing now. That's zero value. Put him in jail. What happens when the police come and arrest him? And his boys see their father do a perp walk in handcuffs. How did that, how's that going to affect the kids? You're going to have better boys because of that? That's going to help them, right? Or you can remove that father from the home, put him in prison, and now where do those kids go? Can mom afford to raise the kids without dad? I don't know. Maybe not. Is there even a mom in the world? Is he a single dad? I don't know. Did anyone ask that question? No. Put him in jail. So what's mom going to do when dad's in prison? Struggle and suffer? Thank you, government. Well done. What if there is no mom? So those kids now go into the system. Because the foster system works so well. That's your answer. But Larry, he punched a kid. Yeah, that's true. I would ask you, shouldn't you at least find out why before you decide to put the man away, destroy his family, maybe crush his wife or whomever, you know, the, the, the mother may be? Shouldn't we at least ask the question? Is innocent unless guilty, unless proven guilty, Does that even matter anymore? Does he get a chance? Does he get a chance when he sees the video to go, oh my God, that was terrible. I'm so sorry. I actually love my boys. I should have never done that. Does he get a chance to do that? Again, I don't know the guy. He might be a piece of garbage. Possible. But don't we give him a chance to go, what's going on? Is is that possible? I feel like we've decided, no, it doesn't matter. And the damage that will be done by our righteousness is irrelevant. 
that the damage that's done by everything we feel that's right is irrelevant. I must be right. I must be right. That is what I think is the key. We have to change that mindset. We have to change the idea that this guy has to go away regardless of his ability to repair himself, to fix himself, to do anything correct. I can't tell you how upset I am by this. I can't tell you how angry I am with this. Not because he's a good or a bad guy, but because he's a father that's with a family of boys in a city who complain about men of color not doing what he's doing, and there he is, and he's made an error, and now we're going to lynch him. Yes, I said lynch. I get to say that. I said lynch. Now we get to lynch him. No judge, no jury, lynch. I'm not okay with that. Give the man a chance. He's with his kids. He made a mistake or he's a jerk. Let's find out. And even if he is a jerk and he's and he's an aggressive father and he's got, you know, problems and he's got issues. Does that mean prison is the answer? Does that mean removing him from his family is the answer? Or wouldn't it be better if we could show his kids that he could see his problem, fix his problems, and be a better man? Wouldn't that be better? I've heard no one say this but me. All I heard was he's a terrible person, put him in jail, and we literally have the cops coming after him. I am shocked by how fast that happened. And the media jumped directly on board to ensure that we could lynch this man publicly as soon as possible. This is not what they're supposed to do. This is supposed to be New York City. We're supposed to be the liberals who care about people of color, who want to help the family out. That's who we're supposed to be. I don't see that. If that's what we're going to be, then I'll be a liberal. Fine. Let's be the good people who want to help out the families and help out people of color. But if we're going to be the cancel culture people, at the second someone does something wrong we disagree with, that all of a sudden now I'm going to put you in jail, I'm not okay with that. Particularly people of color. This is New York City. We're not supposed to be that way. Boy, have we become that person. I don't want to be that person. I'm going to tell you why this bothers me specifically in a couple of minutes. Larry Sharp, host of the Sharpway Show. Reach out to me. Am I wrong? Am I crazy? 585-346-3000. A free solution. Back after the break. A free solution. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for giving me a piece of your afternoon 
Larry Sharp, host of the Sharpway Show. Please feel free to follow me on, how about YouTube? Do that. Follow me on YouTube. The Sharpway, I could use all the follows that I could possibly get here on WYSL. And of course, in the afternoon, WENY, ENY, and Elmira and Corning, the Patriot, WACK in Newark, New York. That, by the way, is the cool Newark. Sorry, New Jersey. 585 346 3000. Now, I know before the break, I got a little bit kind of upset about the gentleman in the Bronx who it seems like the media and the city is completely against because he punched one of his boys and shook the other and grabbed him by his hair. I get it. And you might say to yourself, Larry, you really are angry about this or upset about this. It's just some guy. Here's the reason why, and it's personal. And many times you'll hear me share my personal life here. My father was also violent. I lost my father, though. My father died when I was a kid, 11, 12 years old. Prior to that, he was violent. And I don't mean violent like he was beating me up every day. I don't mean that. But my father was raised, and if you're listening, you can probably remember maybe your mother or father being a bit more violent than most parents are today. My father had no problem beating me with a belt or a slipper or something like that. He didn't do it randomly. He didn't just go, ah, hey, kid, take that. It's not what he did. But when he wanted to discipline me, when he thought I was doing something wrong, a spanking was a thing that he did. He would grab me by my arms, pick me up, and spank my bottom. That's what he did when I was a little kid. Um, He would use a belt, spank my bottom. Yes, he did. Slipper, spank my bottom. To this day, a lot of people think that's too much. That's wrong to spank kids. Yeah, maybe it is. And and I'm okay with you feeling that or believing that. I am. But I'm 100% sure. That my father loved me. There was no doubt. None. That he loved me. He wasn't using the violence as a way to be mean or angry. He was doing it because that's what he thought was the right way of disciplining his son. That's what he believed was right. It wasn't done out of vitriol or anger. It was done out of love. You must say, Larry, it sounds horrible. Maybe, and maybe it was wrong. I would buy that if you would tell me that it's wrong. But if you're going to tell me my father didn't love me, you're wrong. I'm sure that he loved me. And I still carry that with me today. And that's 40 years ago, more. more Over 40 years ago when I lost him. I lost my father 40 years ago. And I still remember his love. And I still know he loved me. And what I would tell you, as a young person of color, growing up literally in the Bronx, which is what I did, would I have rather had a father who loved me and slapped me once in a while than no father? I'll take the slap. As imperfect as that is, as wrong someone might think it is. And I'm okay with you thinking that. I'm not against you deciding that you will not spank your children. I'm not against it at all. You should show your love 
in the way you think is appropriate. Absolutely. But it's not like there's, you know, a plethora of two uh, two parent families in this country. It's not like we're overflowing with that. It's not like we're overflowing with fathers, you know, being part of their sons' lives. The prisons are filled with men with no fathers in their lives. Ask anyone who's a corrections officer. Ask anyone who's a DA. Ask anyone who's a defense attorney. And they'll tell you what's the number one common denominator of the people filling our prisons. No dad. No dad in the family. If I had a choice of having my dad when I was a teenager, and he would slap me or punch me or whatever once in a while when he's mad at me or he thinks I'm wrong or doing something stupid, and he decides that's the way, I'm in. I'll take that. Yes, I'm in. And maybe as time would have gone on, he might have gotten better. Maybe he might have changed. Maybe he might have shifted. But if I have a choice of being loved by my father or not having a father, eh, I'll take a slap. I'll take a punch. Happily. As someone who lost their father and didn't have that father figure in his life when I was a teenager, I ran off to the Marine Corps, desperately searching for positive male role models. Desperately searching for positive male role models. And of course, the Marine Corps was violent too. So I guess I walked right into that anyway. And if you know me, I am a total pacifist. I don't spank my children. I have two children. I don't spank them. That's my choice as a father. I don't. Do I want to? Yes. Of course I do. I'm human. But I have to add on the one piece. The environment that we created is against this man. If he's a bad guy, we'll find out and maybe he should go to prison. Again, I don't know who this guy is. But we've created an environment to where that man probably is struggling financially. The odds are high. He may not be, but the odds are. The odds are he's not feeling very manly right now as he probably can't provide what he wants to provide for his family. I don't know that, but that's the odds. The odds are the kids are struggling desperately because they're stuck at home as my kids are and I feel it. They feel it. We're all struggling. So everybody's stressed. Everybody's in trouble. And maybe this guy just snapped. And because he's human and he snapped with cancel culture, now... Cancel culture isn't just in public. Now cancel culture is at home. Now you can't make a mistake as a parent. Now you can't make a mistake at all. Anything. And what do you think the result of that's going to be? Only two things. One, parents who do nothing and who we outsource our parenting. And we see it already. Outsourcing our parenting to schools, outsourcing our parenting to government, outsourcing our parenting to experts, outsourcing our parenting to everybody else. Because we clearly don't know enough to be parents. We might make a mistake. We don't know anything. So now we just don't parent. Now the our, our kids are going to be our friends and not our kids because someone else will parent them. I don't know what to do. I guess I'll go on Dr. Phil and have Dr. Phil tell me how to be a parent. But somehow, for literally thousands of years, parents figured out how to raise their kids. For thousands of years. Now, all parents are imperfect and therefore horrible. 
Well, they've always been imperfect. <laughs> as much as I try to be a good father, I'm imperfect. And if you're a parent, you know you're imperfect. And that's how parents are. We're humans. We're imperfect. And it's okay. And somehow the human race keeps going with imperfect parents. Cancel culture is dangerous. It's dangerous in the private sector. It's dangerous in government. And it's dangerous now in our own homes. I want to say one more time. This guy might be a bad guy. I don't know him. But here's what I am saying for sure. He doesn't deserve a public lynching because he did something bad in public. He does not deserve a public lynching. That I'm sure of. If he's a bad guy, fine. Lock him up if he is. I have a feeling he's not, though. I have a feeling he screwed up. That's my gut. We'll see what's true. Why do I say that? Because this goes into the public life, too. Why are we having so many lockdowns? Why are we having so many people put away? So many restaurants going under? It's actually the same idea. Cancel culture comes from zero tolerance. And zero tolerance comes from fear. And people who are afraid make bad decisions. Yeah, New York State is full of people who are afraid and a governor who makes bad decisions. Yeah, I have a whole, bu- whole bunch more on this. Larry Sharp, host of the Sharpway Show, here on a free solution. Give me a call, 585-346-3000. Back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. There hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations a free solution. Hey everybody, Larry Sharp back here on A Free Solution. I'm host of the Sharpway Show too. I do this and all types of cool stuff. So why don't you head over to Twitter and follow me on the Sharpway on Twitter. I'm here right now on W-Y-S-L-W-E-N-Y and E-N-I and L Myron Corning, the Patriot, W-A-C-K in Newark, New York. 585 346 3,000. I spent 
the first half of the show talking about cancel culture in the home because it was personal to me. But there is something that would be personal to a lot of other New Yorkers, which is connected directly. And that is the idea of zero tolerance. We have to do something. Government has to do something. And here's the way it works. We've set up an environment to where if government does every single thing possible to keep you safe, whatever that is, keep you safe, do whatever I can to keep you safe, every single thing I could possibly do. If you're kept safe, government says, see, I saved you. I'm brilliant. I'm awesome. Vote me in. If you still die or things still go poorly, government says, I did everything. What could I do? I did everything. And we go, oh, you tried. Yes, I tried. Vote me in. Keep me in power. But what if I don't do everything? What if I don't immediately act? What if I try to give you the ability to, to fix things or repair things? Something will probably go wrong. That's how that works. It'll go wrong no matter what. But if it goes wrong and I didn't do everything I can, then the media says, you made a mistake. You should have done this thing and you didn't. Zero tolerance. You're bad. You're fired. You have to go. You don't get to be us anymore. You don't get to fail ever. You must be perfect always. Therefore, either do everything possible to hammer us or do absolutely nothing. Right? That's the other thing. Do absolutely nothing. That's the other option. Or lie all the time and blame someone else all the time because it can't be your fault. So what does our governor do? He lies all the time and blames someone else because he can't make a mistake. If he makes a mistake, then we have to get rid of him because that's his own rules on cancel culture. He'd be destroyed by his own rules. So he hammers us to the best of his ability. He allows the courts to push back because then if anything goes wrong, he blames the courts for pushing back because, you know, he was going to lock you in your house so you'd be safe. And if something does go wrong, he lies. How do we know that? Well, you know, they've been trying to vaccinate everybody, right? And one of the places they've been trying to vaccinate people has been nursing homes. Of course, makes total sense. We should try to vaccinate people in nursing homes. These are the people who are, you know, most susceptible to either death or permanent damage. Without question. If I remember my numbers right, of the 35,000 or so people who've died in New York State, about 70% are 70 and over. So the vast majority are people who are elderly. So, of course, we should protect them. I get that completely. Makes total sense. Well, as they go in and start vaccinating, they've been doing numbers, checking out how effective has it been, what's happening. And guess what they found out? That the number of nursing home deaths reported is probably off by about 50%. Too low. Why in the world would somebody be incentivized to lower your report of nursing home deaths by 50%? Could it be? Because His Majesty, King Andrew Cuomo II, oh, hello, King. Because he sent thousands of people into those nursing homes? 
spreading COVID, ensuring more died? Could that be the reason? Yeah. And when you ask His Majesty, you know, why did you do that? He literally says, no, that's not what happened. Let me tell you some stories about how I have to blame somebody else as to why that didn't happen. He can't even admit that. He can't even say how sorry he is for the deaths that he's responsible for. Now, either he's not sorry. That's option one, which I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. I don't know if he's sorry or not, but option one is he's not sorry. Option two, he is sorry, but his power is more important than his conscience. One of those two things is true. Both are bad. Both are bad. I have made many mistakes in my life, and when I make them, I admit them, and I try to make them better. That's what good people do. But when you have cancel culture like that, good people get punished. Or eventually just go, I don't care anymore. And they become jerks. I don't want people to become jerks. It's not the right answer. But with those people who went into nursing homes, you might say, well, why would he do that? Why in the world would he send them into into nursing homes back? Well, because he was running short of hospital beds. So he wanted people who were elderly who had gone to the hospital for COVID to leave, go back to the nursing homes to free hospital beds for people in New York State. And you might say, well, Larry, that makes sense. Why are you upset about that? I'll tell you why. Do you know who controls how many hospital beds New York State has? Yeah, the king himself, his majesty, King Andrew Cuomo II. Oh, hail the king. He is the one who controls them. So he now would have to admit that he screwed up and didn't have enough and wasn't able to have a system that was flexible enough to have more people in hospital beds. But there's worse to that. Remember how we needed all those hospital beds and we're going to need all those ventilators? We didn't. He was wrong on that too. Remember we had the, the USS Comfort ship sitting outside. Literally sitting outside New York Harbor, right there. Here's hospital beds, hundreds of them. Come on in. Didn't use them. Remember, we had the Javits Center set up. We had the Army Corps of Engineers build out hospital beds. Remember that? Didn't use them. Didn't use the hospital beds. And he still sent, I think it's 7,000 elderly people back to their deaths in nursing homes and allowed them to infect who knows how many. Right now, if I'm not mistaken, the number is 45% of all deaths for COVID in New York State were in nursing homes. 45%. If 50% is the number they were underreported, does that raise that number past 50%? Does look like it, doesn't it? Who knows you know, exactly what the numbers are? But the odds are that would mean most of the deaths in New York State from COVID would be from people in nursing homes. He sent them people to nursing homes. Is he going to admit that? No. Now, should he? Yes. Of course he should. Would I, if it were me? Of course I would. Not only would I admit it, I would beg for the forgiveness of the families that I affected. Of course I would. Because I'm human. Because I made an error. 
and I would admit it. And I would hope that you would forgive me. And if I did the right thing to make things better, that you would still vote for me. I would hope that. But you might not. You might say, you know what, Larry? That's too far. You got to go. Maybe. But I would accept that too. Because either way, at least I could try to do one, clear my conscience to the best of my ability. I mean, the, the pain and guilt I would feel would probably go for the rest of my life. But I would try to cleanse my conscience to the best of my ability. But something else. I try to set the example for others. If I'm elected to office, I've won the popularity contest. So that would mean I'm popular, which means people are looking at me as an example. So maybe I should set that example. Maybe I should admit I made a mistake. And maybe someone of stature admitting they made a mistake, asking for forgiveness and trying to make things right, might actually begin to break some of this cancel culture. Might actually begin to break some of this zero tolerance culture. Might actually start to allow people to be human and to accept us as the imperfect beings that we are. Maybe help some of these kids stop thinking, I'm not perfect so I'm not worthy because I'm not as cool as the person on Instagram or Twitter or whatever is the cool thing of the day. So maybe I'm not worthy of even life as we watch our suicide rates skyrocket. Maybe somebody can take charge of this. Maybe somebody could set the example. Maybe somebody could follow what Gandhi said and be the change they want to see in the world. I think we can. I want to. I wish our leaders did. If more of us did this, we'd have a better society. Far more than just going, let's get more cops and put people in jail and point our finger and make everybody upset and be righteous. See, I'm righteous. Let me show you how well I can point the finger. Well, the one thing I say constantly is before I point my finger at you, and I do point it at you, I point it at myself first. How about we do some self-finger pointing first? Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution. 585-346-3000. Back after the break. A free solution. Hey, it is Larry Sharp here on A Free Solution, host of The Sharp Way. Please follow me on, how about Instagram? Yes, I am on all the social media things. So go ahead and follow me on The Sharp Way on Instagram. Here on W-Y-S-L-W-E-N-Y-E-N-I, Elmira and Corning, the Patriot. W-A-C-K, Newark, New York. Reach out to me. 585-346-3000. Speaking of that, I have a call now. Chuck from Rochester. How are you? John, I'm sorry. John from Rochester. Hey, Larry. I'm doing great. Doing great. Listen, uh, I, like, I like the topic you're talking about. You know, take a, take a look at two uh, leaders. You got Governor Cuomo and yeah. uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Governor Cuomo uh, was protected by the media, is protected by the media. Still they to this do- day. They uh, they keep his, their hands off him in mm-hmm. his misstatements, 
and it's a propaganda machine. On the other side, 180 degrees uh, to uh, to the right, you've got uh, Donald J. Trump, and uh, he didn't get away with anything in the media. And that's the problem right now. It's the media. Uh, if, was, if the media did their job, Governor Cuomo would be in line. I, and, I, you know, I like what you just said. You, you literally just gave evidence for what I talked about in the last segment. I appreciate that. Right, you have someone like a Cuomo who will simply lie or cover up or be protected so that it looks like he's never made a mistake ever. Exactly. And you have Trump who was beaten up so much that he just went to, I don't care anymore. I'm just <laughs> going to say stuff because no matter what I say, you're going to get mad at me. So I'm just going to say stuff, whatever it is. I think that you're exactly correct. Yeah, the media, it's the media's fault. The media is the problem in this country right now. They're causing the divisiveness. They're, the truth is not getting out. It's a, it's a valid point, and now we get two different types. You're right. We get the guy who just says, I'm going to say whatever, and then you got the guy who's like, oh, no, I've never made a mistake. And I think that you're saying the media, I agree. But there's, isn't there a side here, John, that is you know, chicken and egg? Is the media doing it because we want it, or do we want it because the media is doing it? Well, the, the left wants them to do it. Uh, you don't think the right likes this, too? They're watching it, too. Yeah, yeah but the, the, the right, uh, uh, they're not getting away with anything other than, other than Fox News, possibly, and, you know, some others. Ninety-two percent of the media is to the left, and, and by a lot. And I think that's, that's a huge problem. I think uh, if Fox is held accountable, uh, if the left is held accountable, Fox will be held accountable. Well, it's, a, it's an interesting point. So you're saying that because the environment supports this left and right paradigm, because the environment supports the one side just saying whatever they want and being completely anti-PC and anti-cancel uh, uh, culture, and then the other side being super PC and super cancel culture, that because that's the system, neither side can move towards the middle. A am I hearing you right? I, I would say, yeah. The, the problem right now, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a conservative. I'm a, actually, I'm a former liberal. Mm -hmm. uh, when back in '72, I uh, campaigned for McGovern. and I voted for Jimmy Carter twice. Mm -hmm. When I saw the job that Reagan did, uh, I dropped out of the Democratic Party because I, I liked what he did, and I've been a conservative ever, ever since. And, and uh, but the pro the problem right now is the concern the uh, the left is dominating the media, and yeah. this is what's causing the divisiveness. I, I believe the uh, Fox, uh, I think, and I'm, I'm a little prejudiced on this because I'm a conservative, I think mm -hmm. Fox tries to be a little more open-minded and reasonable uh, in, in their viewpoints. If you watch MSNBC and uh, mm -hmm. CNN, uh, you can see the difference. Uh, and No, I would agree with you, and I, I think the funny part is, if you look at CNN before Trump, say 2014, 2015, they were nowhere near as left as they are now. They were still left, but nowhere near to where right. they are now. Once Trump was elected, oh my God, CNN said, MSNBC, step aside. Let me show you what's up. And they really went far left. It, and it, I was hoping that, you know, now that Trump isn't president anymore, 
that CNN will begin to come back towards the middle. And I got to tell you, I have seen a couple of people on CNN kind of pull away from the, you know, Trump evil no matter what mode into kind of a more towards mainstream mode. I guess I, I, I have some hope, I guess, John. I have some hope. And the, the other network is the NPR. That is, mm-hmm. un, over the last, I, I'm a big listener of NPR. I have been for many, many years. Over mm-hmm. the last four or five years, they are out of their minds. Yeah. And again, bias, I think what reporting. Trump did, what, what the thing that most people don't get is it isn't that Trump is a conservative. That isn't the biggest issue. Democrats have dealt with conservatives for literally decades. So that isn't the end of the world. But what Trump was more than anything else is he was not part of the establishment. And that was the scariest thing for many people. And what Fox News did is Fox rolled with it. Fox went, okay, that's where we are. I'm going to roll with it. And But the others really didn't. They were like, no, this is not the way it works. And I think you see it even the establishment of the Republican Party. Right, the Republican Party establishment never liked Trump. That was obvious. Right. They never liked Trump. They they rolled with the punches once he won because they were like, okay, he'll give us what we want. That's fine. But then now that he's not president, you see the establishment turning on him like there's no tomorrow. Now, the average Republican voter, many of them still support Trump. I'm talking about the Republican establishment. They never liked Trump and still don't, and I think that's coming out. So that's why I think Trump was special, because not only was he helping the conservatives because he was Republican, but he was also seriously anti-establishment. I would tell my liberal friends and leftist friends uh, before Trump got elected and after he got, right after he got elected, I said, You're, Trump is a liberal. Tr- Trump is a big spender. He's a liberal. Yeah. He's an old-fashioned liberal, and uh, that's what he is. He's really not a conservative. Yes. Um, I, and I said it before, right? Most conservatives, people conservative, they were able to jump on the Trump train, I think, because of two reasons. One, because of Pence. Pence is a real conservative, right? That's right. everyone. Yep. He's a real conservative. And but second, because Trump was prepared to give the conservatives what they wanted because the left hated Trump so much. I think Trump, a lot of it was revenge. Well, there's no doubt about it. And Trump, yeah. and, and Trump uh, he, he still, in my opinion, I'm, I was an old-fashioned liberal mm-hmm. back, and I, you know, I am, I still am an old-fashioned liberal. I look mm-hmm. at both sides of an argument, like you do. Yep, absolutely. I, although you're a libertarian, I, in my mind, you, you are a liberal because you, you're a fair-minded guy. Oh, I appreciate that. I will, if that's how you define liberal, I will take that every day of the week, my friend. And Sean, I'm a liberal too. I, I really Larry. appreciate it, brother. See we're, We're all liberals. I love it. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Have a good one. So, hey, if you think a liberal is someone who looks at all sides, I hope we're all liberals. I'm in. Whatever title you want to take, I agree with what John said. What you've noticed I've talked about constantly is going against the establishment. That's what happens. When you go against the establishment, it fights back. The establishment right now is all about cancel culture. It's not healthy for our families. It's not healthy for our government. It's not healthy for our culture. The answer is always going to be more freedom, more choice. There's always going to be a better, free solution. Larry Sharp, host of the Sharp Way Show. Please follow me on all the internet things. Very good. Very happy that 
I was able to have some of your afternoon. I will see you all next week.